I just want to go ahead and acknowledge what we're all thinking. Yes, Bruce Banner, played by 54-year-old Mark Ruffalo, did in fact say, bruh. Cool? Bruh. It wasn't a fever dream as much as we all wish it was. Now that that's out of the way, we can talk about the actually important and somewhat less cringy other stuff that we got to see in the first episode of She-Hulk. Most notably that I kept getting distracted by the fact that the story they are seemingly going to tell is one of my very favorites in the Bible. Yeah, like the Bible. So what could this definitely a lawyer show and definitely not a superhero show possibly have to do with the great commission of Jesus? Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and actually, you know what? No, I'm still not over the bruh thing. I am your nerd pastor, and if you like these weekly deep dives, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, we're going to be starting this video with our scripture. Our scripture for today comes from the book of Esther, chapter 4, verses 12 through 17. As always, I'm going to be reading from the NRSV. That's my preferred translation. It's what's going to be on the screen. If you have a translation that you prefer to use, feel free to use that one as well. When they told Mordecai what Esther had said, Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, do not think that in the king's past you will escape any more than all of the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. Who knows? Perhaps you have come to royal dignity for just such a time as this. Then Esther said in reply to Mordecai, Go, gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf. And neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day, I and my maids will also fast as you do. After that, I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Mordecai then went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. So who is She-Hulk and why are we talking about her? Well, She-Hulk is the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe TV show on Disney Plus featuring, you guessed it, the superhero She-Hulk. Or at least she's supposed to be a superhero. In a kind of bizarre and unstated accident, Bruce Banner and his cousin Jennifer Walters get blood swapped and Jen gets some of that gamma-rich blood in her familial bloodstream. This causes her to undergo the same kind of gamma radiation experience that Bruce did. Sort of. In Jen's situation, the gamma radiation is secondhand and crossed over a sort of control dosage of accident bloodborne pathogens, so it kind of just works better than it did for Bruce. Jen has mostly control over her Hulk form. She's able to keep her personality intact like it has taken Bruce an entire three MCU-sized phases to do, which, this is a side tangent, but I've always called him Professor Hulk and not Smart Hulk, like the show calls him like a dozen times. Am I the weird one here? I feel like I'm the weird one. The first episode gives us the pretty obvious setup for the remainder of the season. Jen is an accomplished member of the bar and has established a career as an attorney. She didn't enlist to be a superhero. She doesn't want to be one. Not her monkeys, not her circus. Of course, Bruce, the hero, protests this and tries to enlist her out of obligation, but she turns him down over a lengthy cousin Hulk battle that I'm just gonna call indulgent. With the end of the episode forcing Jen to expose herself as She-Hulk, the series forced her quickly to embrace her superpoweredness. I'm certain she will continue to wrestle with the expectation back and forth, and it's exactly for this reason that I want to talk about this show. As someone in the pastorate, I know a thing or two about inopportune calling. My dad was a well-employed and higher-up ranking manager at a North Carolina corporation when he received his call to the ministry and left the life of the white picket fence. I tried to pursue music, acting, and anything I could to avoid my calling, and, well... God gave me an offer I couldn't refuse and allowed me to use all of the skills I'd learned for the perfect spot at a church for nerds, geeks, and gamers. The truth is that the calling is an integral part of being 
a Christian. And it's not just for the pastors. All are called by this thing called the Great Commission, where Jesus calls the disciples to go therefore into the world and make disciples of all nations. The mission isn't just for those in charge, but for all those who are baptized into the body of Christ. So if you call yourself a Christian, you're called to this too. One of my favorite stories to read out of the Old Testament books is the book of Esther, where our selected reading comes from today. Esther is a relatable character for me. Someone who tried to avoid the obvious calling, but then realizes often through the wisdom of elders that she's in the perfect time and place to make a big difference for something. For Esther, it's a pretty huge deal. Her involvement in the life of the emperor will literally end or continue the future lineage of the Jewish people. So, hmm. Kind of a big deal. Even still, it's striking to me to consider that Esther wasn't just in a literal power difference between people groups. She was also a, well, a she. She wasn't seen as an authoritative voice at all. For her to stick her neck out for the people of Israel would be a literal death wish. She was breaking the law and she didn't have an authoritative voice to begin with. She's faced with the decision to weigh two tense options. Her people have been threatened by a power hungry second in command. If she says something, then she could die along with her people. If she says nothing, she could maybe be spared, but her people would almost definitely be destroyed. Thankfully, after some cajoling from Mordecai, Esther makes the bold step forward to intervene and spoiler alert, the Israelites weren't wiped out. So it ends up being a happy ending to the story. But what was it that set Esther up for the tough choice? It's tough to know exactly what words made the difference here. But this passage gives us a helpful message to consider, especially as we contemplate our place at Checkpoint Church and on the internet. What if we are here in this exact time and place for such a time as this. And I don't mean predestination or anything like that. I mean that we've literally been put in the perfect place with the perfect opportunity to do the most possible good. I personally believe this to often be a true thing. We can always make the best possible choice for the most possible good, or as John Wesley would have said, to do all the good you can for all the people you can in all the ways that you can. I believe that we're called to each and every moment for such a time as this. It's just a matter of being present in that moment to see the opportunity. Christ calls us in the commission to go therefore and make disciples of all nations. He's not overly specific. First off, go. Second off, make. These are easy and straightforward actions. If you're staying still, then you probably aren't pursuing. If you aren't making disciples, then you probably aren't pursuing. The heart of Christ is one that is going and making incessantly. Paul might say that everything we do should be done for the glory of God. That's why we're doing Checkpoint as we're doing it. Jen Walters and She-Hulk are certainly going to find the situation troublesome. The calling to be a hero is always one wrought with tension and stress. But this season is no doubt gonna tackle and reveal that Jen was called to this mission for such a time as this. Her Hulk powers are exactly what will be needed, especially to probably help combat the almost definite Red Hulk arc that will happen. But what does this actually mean for us today? What can we take away from the story of Esther and She-Hulk? Well, we're all in slightly different places, but we're all called to the same mission. Maybe you're on Twitch like we are. Have you considered if you were on Twitch for such a time as this? Maybe it's time to take that next step and make that next connection or let more people know the love of Jesus through your passions. At Checkpoint, we are adamantly pro creativity. And it's because of this exact reason. God created the creative, and I believe that you are creating for some reason, whether the media is Christian or not. That's why I'm not afraid to analyze games like Cult of the Lamb or anime, like My Dress Up Darling. Maybe Checkpoint is here for such a time as this. Maybe someone needed to hear that God loves the weeb or the gamer or the otaku. When we allow ourselves to live into that ready and open position of here I am, Lord, send me, that's where we find the possibility to serve God in a way that is custom tuned to ourselves. So, whether you're someone's cousin, a lawyer, or a Hulk, know that you are always welcome here at Checkpoint Church. 
Folks, thank you so much for watching this video and taking time out of your day to join us on this nerdy deep dive. If you want more of what we're offering here at Checkpoint Church, we are streaming every single day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and every other Friday. We are also active all the time over on Discord. Be sure to join either of those that I'll link down below. And hey, quick question for you. What is your favorite Marvel TV show so far? I'm personally between like WandaVision and Miss Marvel probably being my two favorite. Probably WandaVision taking it in the end, but I don't know. I need to go back and have a second watch and see if it still holds up. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, the other shows... <laughs> need not exist. Folks, with that, we're going to end this video as we always do with our three things that we believe to be true about every single one of you out there, regardless of whether or not you believe in God, don't believe in God, Hulk, not a Hulk, uh, giving into the calling or uh, fighting it as hard as you can, regardless of where you may be today, we still believe these three things to be true about every single one of you out there. Number one, we believe that God loves you, like really, really loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing here on Twitch, Discord, and YouTube. And number three, we believe that you, yes, you matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. Folks, with that, and until the next time I see you, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. I hope to see you on Twitch or Discord or right here, same time, same place for our nerdy devotional next Sunday here on the channel. Until then, bye-bye! We are rescued. Right, we'll take care of these kids. Well, well, I guess, uh, I guess he's dead. <laughs> that wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs>